0: Hello, hello, hello! It is December thirty first, twenty twenty one. This is Betsy, and here we are today, everybody. We're in the last minutes of twenty twenty one here in Northern California. When I say last minutes, it's ten fifty p.m. And if you are, you know, if you're on Mountain Time, you get ten more minutes. But Central, Eastern time zones, you're already next year. So uh, this show is a show, this is the 69th episode of Here We Are Today, the podcast, an experiment slash project that is an, I will put it in quotes, almost daily podcast. My goal with doing this is to share stories, insights, experiences that may provide you with some encouragement, support and here we are today. It's the end of the year. And, uh, at the end of the year, you may, who knows what your traditions are. What are your traditions? How do you think about the end of the year? Are you someone who, you know, flips the calendar and you're like, all right, let's do this. Um, and just kind of blast forward without much reflection. Um, or kind of vision boarding? Or are you somebody who does that? Are you somebody who you know likes to kind of sit and reflect and reflect on the goals that you set or intentions? And how do you think about moving forward? You know, for me, I think over the years, my relationship to a year changing um, has changed a lot. I mean, starting from the first year I remember changing was in kindergarten from 1983 to 1984. And the first day back to school, my teacher, Mrs. Hart, at Bailey Elementary School, kind of like climbed up on a chair and took down the three and put up a four. And it just blew my mind. (laughs) I was like, whoa, that's amazing. Um, There have been many years where I have very earnestly thought about New Year's resolutions and what I want to change and how I want to grow and develop. And other years where I've, you know, reflected on the year and looked back on it and just kind of acknowledged it and um, set some intentions moving forward. And that's a little bit more how I am today. I think that, you know, the whole idea of resolutions is, well, not when I relate too much anymore. I used to use resolutions. Um, but for me, I think that like the kind of approach I was using was somewhat invalidating of myself and kind of like thinking about how I was broken and how I needed to fix that, which for me has never really been the foundation for healing and transformation. (laughs) Um, And what more so has been a foundation for healing and transformation is compassion, understanding, patience, curiosity, um, vulnerability, asking for help. And then also processing and reflecting and writing and creative expression has been an important part of a number of parts of that process. I looked at my dog today and we, we went to Fort Funston, um, which is in San Francisco. It was a beautiful, clear day. I find myself gravitating towards the ocean around New Year's and without necessarily kind of planning it or thinking about it in advance. I just, I was there yesterday and today, which from my house is the different places I went were like, you know, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, um, this morning, actually, we got there in like 35 minutes, but we walked around at Fort Funston and our dog Riley, she loved it. It was nice to be by the ocean. And when we got home, we have a we have a routine. So, well, we give her a treat when she comes inside. And she kind of looked at me because she comes in on her leash and then I don't take her leash off right away, I guess. I, I didn't this time. And she thought I dropped a treat. So she looked down and she looks back up and the, and the leash is directly diagonally over her face. I actually just put this on my Instagram today. Um, my Instagram is coach sizzle and you can see the short video, but she looks up and I, I, I'm looking at her and I'm just like, do you realize you have a, leash like a heavy leash like across your face like it was between her eyes like overhead smashing her ear and I just kind of recorded and narrated it she didn't look uncomfortable she was looking at me like where's my treat and I just found it so funny I recorded it I put it up on my Instagram uh which I already said but I guess that's like Maybe I'm demonstrating like some level of entertainment that I found that I, I posted. I don't actually post that much. That's not what I wanted to talk about today. Um, but I found it so delightful. And, you know, I think that you, it's like it, what, what stood out to me was she was so focused on the treats. She really didn't care about the leash crossing her face. And it maybe to me looked kind of ridiculous or uncomfortable, but she didn't care. And I offered to help her and I kind of took it off and didn't phase her. And then I gave her her treat. And it made me think about my relationship to New Year's and and um, <clears throat> feeling into a setting of intentions or or what parts of myself that I'd really like to create space for to allow them to emerge, which is a dramatically different framework or perspective than going into the year saying there's something wrong with me. I need to fix it. Um, It's more of a belief that like I'm whole and complete and there's many parts of me and I want to learn how to create space for them and learn more about them and create space for parts of me that are maybe yearning to emerge, to emerge. And so sometimes that might be something specific, like a type of creative expression or, um, an an aspect of life. So it could be uh, social, it could be... I'm always thinking about things I want to learn uh, and be reading and taking classes. That's something I always think about. And that's I have a lot of natural curiosity. I'm sure that you've noticed that throughout this process, uh, if you've listened to any other episodes. So is just thinking about creating space and setting an intention and like an invitation. I remember there was a year that when I was struggling with my relationship with alcohol there were several years that <clears throat> I thought, well, I'm going to stop drinking. And at New Years that was the time that I said, "Oh, well this is when I'm going to stop." And I think I did that two or three different years and I I've always known I've always known that alcohol was going to be something that I was going to almost completely or completely give up or eliminate from my life. And there were many years where I was like, I know that's going to happen, but I don't want that to happen yet. But there was one year, I don't know if it was thir- 2013 or 14, but I made a poster board and I wrote a bunch of names of people who don't drink, like on the back of a board. And there was a lot of people. It was I, I put down names of people I really admired. And I wrote that down. And then I told um, friends of mine who are a married couple who both are sober and don't drink or use any drugs. And I told them that. And... I think that year, that experience, um, I think that lasted about three months. And, you know, I guess I'm grateful for all the, all the elements of the path that I've taken. And so I know that there needed to be multiple times that I that I went through that and set that intention and then fell, fell off the wagon, if you will, and then but not just fall off the wagon, like abuse alcohol in ways that were not healthy for me. And I guess I don't know if there's a way to abuse alcohol that's healthy, (laughs) now that I'm putting it that way. And, you know, I've talked about this in other episodes, and I'm not going to turn this into specifically about that, but the short of it is I lost my desire to drink the way that I used to drink and a specific feeling around that, I that I lost that feeling in 2015. And for many of the years since then and now, I haven't drank. And I do, I think I said in one episode, I do enjoy about a centimeter of tequila here and there. And I, I really don't desire to drink. And when I have a little bit of tequila, I can have a little bit or maybe have a shot that I sip on for a while. And I, that's, that's good. I don't like how it makes me feel. If I start to feel it, I really like how it tastes. So, and I don't think about it. I don't think which was the last day I drank or how much exactly, or cause I just don't desire it like I used to. And I'm very grateful for that. I know not everybody has that experience. It's not something that everybody, you know, everybody's different. But my point is, Ooh, did you just hear that? It was fireworks really loud. Wow. Um, Eleven o'clock, everybody. It's not twelve yet. <laughs> but my point is this: as you're thinking about your life, and th- and I went straight to for me, kind of the one of the most pr- like poignant or present or topic that I had thought a lot about in my life that I don't think about anymore. Um, but there might be something that you find yourself revisiting around New Year's. Like there's it might be related to substances. It might not. It might be related to other things. I mean, commonly people think about working out and um, kind of that area of health and and well-being. and i I wonder if there's a theme that comes up for you. And I guess what I would offer as we head into the new year is a couple things. One is if you feel that you're struggling with something significantly, that I encourage you to in some way ask for help, either from a medical professional, a therapist, or a trusted loved one. If it's something that is just feels like it's nagging at you, that it's not something that's interfering with your life in general, but just something that you'd really like to change, um, I'd also recommend therapy and meditation and you know, many types of healing modalities. Uh, but, but what I would also say about that is, is what is something that you can do that's incrementally, um, maybe that might be considered small. So like if it has to do with working out or something, that it feels like it's something that is an invitation for you to grow or express into instead of it feeling like, I'm creating this massive goal that maybe isn't setting me up for success. Now you may have a part in your mind going, Betsy, why are you telling people to like not set big goals and not go after things? Yeah. I encourage you. If you feel like you want to set really big goals, what I'm talking about are areas that we have a lot of vulnerability or sensitivity around, or maybe a history of challenges or, um, or a feeling of that we're stuck on a certain topic that we're not able to move through that. I, what I propose is to maybe have some compassion and gentleness around that. Um, and now I'm getting off the topic of addiction because if it is, if it is around addiction, then I would, you know, really almost anything, let's get, if you can have resources to have some support from a professional, that's great or other type of healing person. But no matter what, if it's, You know, maybe you made a list of five things and you're like, oh, these three things have always been on my list, or I want to eat less sugar, or I wanna I want or like I wanna eat better, or I wanna be in touch with friends more, or I wanna spend more time in nature, um, is to offer yourself something that is maybe that feels smaller, but that is maybe more accessible that you can. That you feel like is more attainable for you. So I've coached a lot of people. I've done thousands of one-on-one coaching sessions. And so a lot of this comes from that experience too. And that I have countless times talked with people who say, I'm gonna do something five times a week, or I'm gonna do something for a hundred days, or I'm gonna do and you know that sometimes can work for some people. And and what I've noticed is oftentimes, especially when you know, maybe you're setting a goal and then not able to follow through, that there can be a lot of shame and pain associated with that. And that's the kind of extra layer of, of, of pain and suffering that is hard. I mean, it's really hard. So I wonder what it would be like to give yourself an invitation to welcome more of what you'd like into your life in ways that feel maybe incrementally smaller than you have before, if that feels appropriate for you Um, and see how that feels. And and you might be listening to this and going like, no, this is totally not me. Like I do things in a certain way. Great. You know, I, I hope that when I'm sharing thoughts that you're feeling your own voice kind of in response to what I'm saying, like that it feels right for you, that it doesn't feel right for you. I think that's a big, that's great. If you're hearing your own voice, but what's appropriate for you, I just think it's wonderful. And if you know what, this year you're like, you know what, F this, I'm not doing resolutions. I'm doing like. Let's get back to basics of survival and self-care. That's beautiful too. And it's not a failure. And, you know, this life is not easy. And these times have been challenging in many ways, In many, many, many ways. And as much gentleness that we can give ourselves, I think is a great gift. Um, instead of the kind of like vo- football coach in your head that's screaming at you to like, push, push, push. Like maybe it is okay to rest. Maybe it is okay to just be gentle. Maybe it is okay to go for a walk instead of running 10 miles or whatever it is. So I'm sending you so much love. That's my big theme in 2022. I just wish you, uh, I hope I wish you a journey of adventure and exploration that in some way or another, helps you feel like more of you. Even just a tiny bit or in a tiny area. Sending you so much love. 2022! Here we come! Bye-bye.